Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings of the book. Today we're discussing chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince after the burial. Um, first, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, Love Wizard Team, has extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and we have Wizard Team merch. You can head over to our website to set up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, we have a new store at DFTBA Records, so you go to store.dftba.com and you can find us there, or you can just go to our website and all of our merch links lead to that store, um, where you can get a Black Wizards t-shirt and um, a Black Girls Create enamel pin. So Both are really cute. cute. Um, if you want to support us, but you don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, um, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, or wherever your podcasts are found, the more reviews we have, the higher ratings we have, the more people will see us the further up in searches. If people are searching Harry Potter, like, boom, there we are. So, yeah, do that. Also, subscribe to our to Black Witches Weekly, a newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe, and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. And now for Wizard Team News. We don't have any news. Um, we, we don't have any news. news? Um, no. We're recording a little bit earlier than usual, so if something pops off before Wednesday, just know that it happened after we recorded. Um, and we'll talk about it next episode. But yeah, no news. No, no bonuses. No birthdays. Wow. But it's okay because, like, I feel like after, I feel like next week we have a few, and week after that we got. It's fine. Oh, it's Luna Lovegood's uh, Fitzgerald and Bye's um, dog month, dog day, bark day. Well, bark month. Not a full bark day until January, but she's gonna be nine months. Cool. Hopefully, she'll have one more month longer of chill. I doubt it. But we can hope. Probably not. Um, chapter 22. So previously on Wizard Team, Harry continues to be obsessed with what Malfoy's doing. He tries, kind of, in like quotes, to get the memory from Slughorn, but doesn't really try that hard and is a little discouraged and doesn't really know what to do um, and is still not open to listening to Hermione for advice. Um, instead, he focuses on trailing after Malfoy once creature and Dobby let him know that Malfoy's been working out of the room of requirement so he spends his free time lurking outside of the room of requirement um Hermione and Ron are about to take their apparition test so they take a few extra classes and stuff and are thinking about that what else Ron is still won't break up with Lavender so there's that um and then Oh, uh, Harry runs into Tonks, who has come to see Dumbledore for some reason um, Harry is not really sure about. Um, he thinks it's because Tonks is in love with Sirius, even though they were, they were cousins. And so far, I don't think anyone else thinks that or agrees with him, but that's 
what he was thinking. Um, and then Moaning Myrtle is um, hanging out in the boys' bathroom because uh, she thinks that she has... Her and Draco go um, together now. She has a, yeah, she has a friend um, nah. who is Draco, but who Harry does not know is Draco yet and just thinks it's like some random boy who's like being bullied at the school. But it's Draco, and he's being bullied by the Dark Lord. I think that's, I think that's it. That's it. I think we have yeah. a pretty good summary. What's going on? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, so chapter, 20, chapter 22, After the Burial. So it's starting, the, it's like late spring, summer's coming, it's starting to be warm, but Harry is irritated because he had been thwarted, both in his attempts to find out what Malfoy was doing and in his efforts to start a conversation with Slughorn. So thwarted. Which, which also like, notice very, which um, comes first in his priorities. Like, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Every For time. real though. For the last time, just forget about Malfoy, said Hermione, because again, she's, right. she's correct. Um... So they're sitting in a courtyard after lunch. Hermione and Ron are, um, they're uh, clutching ministry pamphlets about apparition because they're about to take their test that afternoon. Um, Every time a girl passes by them, Ron ducks behind Hermione and then she has to tell them that it's not Lavender instead of just being like, hey, Lavender, I don't think this is working out. What's also really, but. like, frustrating, too, is that Hermione sees this behavior and is, is still still likes him. And, like, to me, that's like, oh, <clears throat> if he's treating Lavender like this, is this how he's going to treat me? And I know it's a little yeah, different I mean, because they've had this song and dance going on for six years now, so. And he's treated her the way that he would treat her regardless if he made, yeah. you, know what I, you know what I mean? It's not like, those, it's not like a situation where, like, she doesn't know. Right. This is kind of in line um, for how Ron but also like, and how Ron treats her yeah. too, and yet still. Portia, Portia says that Ron is such a F-boy, hence his Drake status. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think that like, it's one of those things, I remember I had a friend who like, um, I saw the way that he, sometimes you can't help crushes too, right. like sometimes you just have them, even if you know like you personally do not want to pursue it, like, you know what I mean? So, But like, obviously Hermione Hermione's pursue pursuing it, so it. definitely That's like, different. Like, because I definitely have had a situation where I'm like, oh, you're cute. And then I'm like, I see how you treat girls, though. <laughs> so, like, I'm not. It's not going to be me. Right. But, like, like I have a crush, but it'll go away because it's not going to be me. Right. So, I yeah. But Hermione is not doing that. And that's my thing is, like, I, I get she it. Just, you have a yeah. crush. But, like, Hermione is, like, going to continue to pursue this, which is, like. But I think also part of it is that she's trying to, like, be. She knows that Ron is the problem is that Ron went started dating Lavender to get back at Hermione and so and no longer wants to date Lavender because they've made up. And so it's a it's slightly different because Hermione and I think Hermione is kind of trying to be respectful of Lavender, but also like it's like that's not knows she's about to get the boy, so I was not some this is some Brandy Monica stuff. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little awkward. Just a tiny bit. But, just a little bit. So, a girl, um, the girl who passed by, um, came, actually came to give Harry a small scroll of parchment, 
Um, and Harry is upset because he's like, I don't have a memory to give Dumbledore, so this is awkward. Um, but it's actually not from Dumbledore. It's instead from Hagrid. Um, it says, Dear Harry, Ron, and Hermione, Aragog died last night. Harry and Ron, you met him, and you knew you know how special he was. Hermione, I know you'd have liked him. It would mean a lot to me if you'd nip down for the burial later this evening. I'm planning on doing it round dusk. That was his favorite time of day. I know you're not supposed to be out that late, but you can use the cloak. Wouldn't ask, but I can't face it alone. Or you can so, like, write them a permission because you were a teacher. There's just, there are a couple things wrong. And like, per- first of all, like, obviously Hagrid is sad and like grieving because this was his, like, he raised Aragog from an egg. So like, I get it. And he has a right to be upset. And it makes sense that he would be upset. But also, um... They don't have the same relationship with your crazy monster friends that you do. Um, and expecting them to have that relationship and to be sad about Aragog seems misguided and strange. Um, and then on top of that, like, you're a teacher still. And this is, again, going back to Hagrid being 67 years old and not having any friends his age. He has three 16-year-old kids. or I guess two of them are 17, but that doesn't make much of a difference. Um, who are in the school that they can't, like, yeah, generally they can't leave after hours or whatever, but, like, now there are, like, mad protections and, like, really strenuous punishments if you're at, like, more than a regular year because fucking Voldemort's on the loose. Like, it's, like, a totally different thing. And he's just, like, you should just cut. Like I'm. I don't know. I just. It just feels like. Listen, Hagrid he's needs like, to hey, sneak down to the the forest at dusk in the middle of a war. But don't worry, because you'll the invisibility cloak will protect you. Right. Can you just nip down, nip down for the burial of a spider that tried to eat you? I don't know if this sounds insane no i don't think don't hagrid, think knows, hagrid that. knows that he should know they that probably though. didn't tell him that because why like he wouldn't have believed it anyway and like they coddle hagrid as much as they, they coddle, coddle hagrid. Ron. they do um the coddle the golden trio the golden coddlers um but it's still it's just like my my biggest problem is you're a teacher you like Instead of asking them, risking them getting in trouble or expelled, give them permission. Tell their head, their head of house McGonagall, she'll say, fuck no, but tell her. Yeah. Because again, it's like, it's, it's the same, it's similar situation to when they had to get rid of Norbert, where like, he's putting the onus and the responsibility and the blame on them and kind of like can you come do this thing for me? But like not actually putting anything in place so that if they do get caught, like he takes responsibility for that. He's not doing that. And so it's kind of like, why would I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's a grown man and I understand there are like some situations where like he, the way that he grew up and, and all that kind of stuff is important in kind of like thinking about him as a character and who he is and you know some of the some of the things are just character flaws and character quirks but sometimes I'm just like girl you're just like mad irresponsible why are you a teacher at the very least I mean beyond the fact that you have not finished wizarding school your schooling um Mm -hmm. I I agree with all of this I think 
one of the main things is that Hagrid doesn't see himself as an authority figure until it, I mean, that one time he's like, hey, I'm a- Until he's disrespected. Until he's disrespected, he's like, I'm a teacher, you know, or I'm the I'm an adult. Um, but when he's vulnerable, he doesn't see himself in that way. And so he doesn't use the tools, I guess, that are available to him to do mm-hmm. those things. Um, but, you know, I wrote about this in his stunted adolescence and a few other characters in their stunted adolescence. But I think that at this particular time, like, you should just be more like everyone. It would be like asking Harry to come out to the Forbidden Fort. I mean, and I think actually, you know, I think he did during Goblet of Fire when everyone's like trying to protect him and risking their neck because they know that someone's out to get him. Yep. Yeah. He he just one day. One day he'll be fired from the job he's not qualified for. We need to and then count he'll become qualified to, for it. Um where your count. Or like all How many times he's told them to bring to wear his cloak, to wear the cloak? As a as a way to do some like insanely dangerous some shit for him. And, and re- well, there's I, I don't know that he knew about the cloak first year, but definitely Norbert. So that's one. Second year um, was second year. He didn't ask them to come. They came. Mm-hmm. That was the time when they went to talk to him about the Chamber of Secrets, and then he told them to follow the spiders. Yes. Um, like when he was arrested, so that wasn't on him. But he did Third, tell them to fucking follow the spiders. He did tell them to follow the spiders. That's not a. That's not a use your cloak. That's not a. I mean, I know you're fond of your saying, coat. I'm saying wear your cloak, but I mean the times yeah. that Hagrid has asked him to do something to do shit that. that oh, they okay, that's different. Do. Okay, so the Norbert thing, which like technically they didn't act, like he didn't ask. They were like, bro, it, it has, has to happen. happen. And then he, Which instead is like, of taking it on his... Why are 11-year-olds telling you what has to happen? Right. It has to happen, but then on top of it, like, he allows them to do it. Like, he's not taking it um, on upon himself to write to Charlie and then to, like, set this up. He has 11-year-olds talking to Charlie and setting it up and then having to execute. So that's one. The Fall of the Spiders. Um, uh, uh, the Dragons, which... Well, was yeah, 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 but I'm, ta- I'm thinking also... third year. I'm thinking oh, third, third year. year. Uh, well, like the whole, the, the whole the, case, yeah, Buckbeat's case. Yeah, with Buckbeat's case. And like, technically, like they volunteered, but again, it's one of those situations where you're an adult, you can tell them no or find other counsel, probably more qualified counsel. I mean, you just be like, oh yeah, that's so sweet, guys. Thank you. But no, I'm going to get a professional. Yeah, talk to Dumbledore. I mean, I know Dumb like, so yeah, he does like, actually have a spot you know it's funny when people like mention Hagrid as a father figure for Harry and I'm like no <laughs> no he's he's a friend and he's very um influential like a, and a, like uncle an important figure in in Harry's life but Harry does a lot more parenting than Hagrid does yeah yeah the dragons even I mean no that not that one the dragons and then Grop that's Grop. a ginormous one. Oh my goodness Grop freaking Grop Aragog um, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, yeah. so that's, and I'm sure I'm missing things. Oh, I'm definitely. like, that's at least, that's at least six. And that's like one per year. And I know that there's like, gotta be another one that I'm missing, but you know, 
He's he's 84 years old. Uh, Harry hands a note to Hermione, who's like, oh, for heaven's sake. And Ron reads it and is like, he's mental. That thing told its mates to eat Harry and me, told them to help themselves. And now Hagrid expects us to go down there and cry over its horrible hairy body. Um, it's not just that, said Hermione. He's asking us to leave the castle at night, and he knows security's a million times tighter. And how much trouble we'll be in if we're caught. Um, we've been down to see him by night before, said Harry. Yeah, but for something like this, we've risked a lot to help Hagrid out after all. Aragog's dead. If there was a question of saving him, I'd want to go even less, said Ron. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where, like, for once, like, Harry and, I mean, Hermione and Ron are both, like, fed up because they realize that this is, like, not, this just doesn't make sense. And at a yeah. certain point, like, he's a grown man and has to stop asking them to do things for him. Um and also, like, like both physical and emotional, like emotional <laughs> labor. Like they're asking, he's asking a lot, and it's like not even obviously like when your friend is hurt and when they're grieving, you want to go help them. But he tends to like assume that they will do certain things that they should not be doing, as opposed to like I don't know. He, I think he just expects too much of them, given the fact that they're children and are you know under his care, and so it's kind of like. So yeah, so I just, yeah, I feel like, uh, like, I want to feel for Hagrid, and I feel like that's kind of the situation that Hermione's in. Ron's like, nah, fuck this. But Hermione's kind of like, this is, this can't happen. Like, I understand, and it's like, if, if, again, if it was to help him, if it was to help Aragog, then maybe, but even Ron is like, nah, that's, don't even say that, because that's not even plausible, and then, like, it's not gonna happen. Um, and then Harry, but Harry is sitting here trying because Harry, you know, Hagrid is his friend and he sees, you know, the, the letter is tear stained. Like he sees that Hagrid is going through it. Um, and so he's trying to think of like, how, like what are ways, you know, I want to help him. Right. Um, but Hermione's like, you can't be thinking of going. It's t- such a pointless thing to get detention for. And Harry's like, I know, I suppose Hagrid will have to bury Aragog without us. And Hermione's like, yes, he will. <laughs> And so I think, like, I think it's a, you know, it's kind of a spectrum. And it's a similar thing that happened with Groff, where, like, Harry agreed to to doing it before knowing what it was. And then Hermione was kind of, like, knew that they were stuck, but clearly didn't want to do it. Yeah. And then Ron was like, nah, fuck that, I'm not doing that. Um, So it's like, yeah. But I think it's just another one of those things where it's like, like you said, like, <clears throat> I, I always thought of this as, like, kind of the coming-of-age book, too, which is, like, we can't keep doing this stuff, especially as, like, our lives are in danger. Moments in which you can see the growth of the trio, or of Hermione. Um, I guess all of the trio, because Ron is still, like, just, Ron is fist on some, it's spiders and I'm not doing this. Well, I mean, it's that, but then also, like, so if you think about Ron in the first year, he was like, I'll talk to Charlie. I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go sit with, like, he's the one who got bit mm-hmm. by Norbert and had to go to the hospital wing. But he, like, was like, yeah, let's help Hagrid. We got this. And so, but then, like, the blast into screws <laughs> happened. And I think after the blast into screws, Ron, like, the spiders happened. And he was like, like, I'm not about this life. But then they had to take care of blast into screws for a year. And he was like, okay. Enough. But we're not going to do. He's just like I've I've had it up to here. Officially, I will no longer. I've officially had it. We'll no longer be doing this. And I feel like that's va- that's valid at this point. Oh, like, it's totally valid. I bro. think um, what I was saying was like ha- this growth of um, what they're able to do and take on is really important too. As they're getting ready to like, they don't know they're about to be on the run for a year. But 
Like, that's what's coming. Yeah. And so it's really important for them to, like, start having these boundaries in general and, like, knowing, like, good risks to take versus, like, unnecessary risks to take. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. Look at Hagrid helping them grow as humans. <laughs> learn lessons. Sort of. Inadvertently. <laughs> Portia says that he's an un- that Hagrid is an uncle on the same level of Sirius. Same level? No. I don't know about the same level. No. No. Because Sirius, I could argue that, like, Sirius is definitely a father figure for Harry. In yes. terms of, like, responsibility, I mean, some of that has to do with the fact that he was on the run for, like, a year and a half and then in hiding and all that kind of stuff. But I think that, and Sirius did ask Harry to do things or encourage him to do things that were not necessarily the best things, but he also didn't expect Harry to risk his life. Right. And, and did not want him that want him to do that. Didn't want him to risk like his life or his schooling or his, you know, like certain things. He was always like, stay safe. Like don't be running out here reckless, especially in Goblet of Fire. Um, By Order of the Phoenix, he was like a little bit more, but he was like, well, Voldemort's out. So we already know he's trying to kill you from the outside. So like, well, I think and that's also like the fact that he was a kid soldier. Like he's like, yeah, this is what you do. Like, right. But it's it's not, yeah, but it's not on some, like this thing happened to me or like, I'm really sad that you guys are leaving to go back to school. Don't go to school. Stay with me at grandma's place. Like he's not doing that. Right. Like he's, um, and I think that in a lot of moments when Harry really does need someone to kind of like guide him, then Sirius is there to do that. Whereas Hagrid, has had those moments a couple of times, but is often very much treating them as if they're his peers as opposed to, like, he, him being the adult. Yeah, I think it's kind of, like, the Hag- Hagrid is mostly peers with a little bit of um, authority uncle figure. And Sirius is mostly authority uncle father figure with a little bit of, I forgot, that were and we're peers. Like yeah, a, I mean, I don't know reverse. that Sirius ever treats them like their peers. I think that he just is exuberant, like, reckless, kind of, like, carefree person. And so it comes off in the way that he talks to them. And I think sometimes he'll say things. I think, again, it's a similar thing we were seeing between him and Molly, where there are things that Molly kind of deems not appropriate to tell kids and teenagers, specifically. And then, like, Sirius is kind of like, well, why not? Like, let's just, let's do it, right? And so mm-hmm. I think it's more about his parenting, for lack of a better term, like parenting style, his uncling style, um, yeah. versus Hagrid, who is not, think he's just like, this is my friend, and yeah, they're gonna be here for me. But like, and I think that, but I think that he's also there for them, right? Like, Ron got um, poisoned, and he, as soon as he found out, Came right, came to the hospital ring right away. So it's not like it's a one-sided thing. It's, it's just, just like his expectation he... is much higher than it should be, and I think, and he doesn't really create boundaries. Even especially like once they become, he becomes their teacher. He doesn't create boundaries like he should. Yeah, and I think it's weird to like because it it he's a good friend, but it's not. It should have never been a friendship relationship. It could be, like, a close, like, you know, you have, like, your favorite teachers and, like, you know, but there's always that delineation of, like, I am not, you know, your friend. But they don't call him Professor Hagrid. They don't, like, there's no, there's no, like, I don't know, there's just no boundary and no kind of, like, and not necessarily hierarchy isn't the word, but. But, yeah, they should have Some kind of level of separation. Yeah. In some facets. Not all, because they were his, he was, 
their friend before he became their, their teacher. But like, still. But I, I'm arguing that he should have never, it should have never been a, it should have been like, more I, like a mentor. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because like, because I also don't want to take away like them going to Hagrid's house to visit because, you know, they like him and he's helpful and, right. you know, going when Ron Juan backfires being like, let's go to Hagrid. Like, like those things are important and him being a space for them to feel safe and to go to is important. But I think that like just the relationship should be slightly different. Yeah. If I had like my favorite teachers and we, I would, um, and then we got to move on, but I would like go eat lunch there. Like we, I wouldn't eat like a couple of us would like eat lunch at our favorite teacher's room. Yeah. I definitely did that senior year. That's not like, why, why, why stay anywhere else? This is my next class. I'm just going to sit here. Right. But it also was like, if he heard us talking reckless, he'd be like, excuse you? Right. You know? Like, we could feel really comfortable with, and we could talk to him about things and joke and all and all that fun stuff. But, like, there was also just a very much, like, if you ever need me, you can come to me. But I am an still a, an adult. Adult. And like, yeah. <laughs> We're not equals. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. You're not equals. Yeah. You can be friends and still not be equals and know that you're not equals. Yeah. It's just like an acknowledgement of the power dynamic. structure and dynamic that's happening there. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So Hermione changes the subject and says potions will be almost empty this afternoon um, with us all off doing our tests. Try and soften Slughorn up a bit. 57th time lucky, think, said Harry bitterly. Lucky, said Ron. Harry, that's it. Get lucky. Use your lucky potion. So like, look at Ron. Look having good him. ideas. He ain't been he ain't been having these ideas in quite some time. He's you know, he's had other things on his mind. So like look at him. But also Ron um, is useful. He is useful. Like he really is. He just hasn't been lately because he's been he's, focused on other yeah. things. That's all. But look at him no longer being focused on other things. And now he's useful. Shout out to him. Um Harry's like, I don't know, I was sort of saving it. What on earth can be more important than this memory, Harry, said, asked Hermione, again, proving that she should be the chosen one. Um, Because Harry was thinking about using it, not totally, like, it wasn't, like, a fully formed thought, but it's, like, one of those daydreams that you kind of don't acknowledge that involved Ginny splitting up with Dean and Ron somehow being happy to see her with a new boyfriend. Um, Who's him? (laughs) So it's just, it's been, it's been lurking in the back of his mind. Since when? Since the monster in his chest purred that one time, he saw her kissing no. Dean. Saw it. Rejected. Yeah. Yep. The cat slash crocodile. Whatever the fuck it is. The drake in his chest. Weird. Weird. <laughs> um, and so he's just, he starts daydreaming and Harry, Harry, are you still with us? Said Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, of course, he said. Well, okay, if I can't get Slughorn to talk this afternoon, I'll, ha- I'll take some Felix and have another go this evening. Um, and so... Oh, I have a question. Oh, huh? If you use Felix to get a girl, is that... I mean, it's not the same as, like, a love potion. But, like, is that okay? It seems like... Well, because, so, what's, the thing is, is that it's not totally clear. Like... I'm not 100% sure how this potion works. So, like, he, in terms of, like, intention and, like, how much that matters, 
Right. Does that make sense? Know it's just like because like he took it with the intention of you. like I'll try and see if I can get this memory, and then he ended up getting this memory, but it's like a roundabout way. So it's not like a I'll try to do this, and this person automatically fall. It's like it's like everything falling into place as opposed to exactly you forcing so, but it. That so means I, that she has to have feelings for him on two, some level, yeah, for it to work. Yeah, because I mean, and and I think like. We'll find out in the next chapter that, like, Gene and Dean, and Denny, Lord. Dean and Jenny, yeah, Jenny and Dean do do break up. Um, and then so does Ron and, so Ron and Hermione, like, the same night. So I think Ron it's, like, Lavender. it kind of, sorry, thank you. I don't, my, it's been a it's long cool. day. Um, y'all know what I'm talking about. So they break up that same night, right? And so I think that, like, part of it is also, like, what, because Harry, I know, is tired of Ron and Lavender, so in his head, he's like, it's just maybe it's things that you kind of wish could happen, but you can't force. Maybe they happen or they happen in certain ways or they like start moving towards that. I don't know. It, it seems it's not yeah, really clear, but it doesn't like, feel like Harry is like imposing his will, but it's just right. like the things that he would find nice. Yeah. Things that he would like to happen. Yeah. But happen. it's not like he's like, this has but, to happen. So that's why it's not totally clear. Yeah, but so the idea being that like they were probably going they were good it was going to happen anyway it just happens at a more convenient time for Harry right but also like it happens and Jenny and Harry don't immediately get together like that's not a part of it um so there's still some work that has to be done there also shoot what was I gonna say oh also I will point out Felix Felicis is heavily regulated Whereas, like, versus love potions where, like, people just sell them on the street. They just, like, whatever. But Felix Phyllis is actually regulated. So, it's, like, yeah. It's not. Oh. It's an interesting question. Not really. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. I'm just thinking now about the fact that Felix Phyllis is regulated, but love potions aren't. And not that it shouldn't be regulated. I think that they that it should be. But yeah. just, like, and love potions aren't, though. Because I don't think that it's dangerous. Y'all sitting around here with Voldemort mm-hmm. making making Voldemorts and you just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Rolling's razor. Um. Uh. So so Ron ducks down again because he sees other girls. Um. And Hermione's like, it's not lavender. Um. And then Ron's or Ron's like, cool. Blimey, they don't look happy, do they? They're the Montgomery sisters, and of course they don't look happy. Didn't you hear what happened to their little brother, said Hermione? Um, and so their brother was attacked by a werewolf, and the rumor was that their mother refused to help Death Eaters. Um, the boy was only five, and he died in St. Mungo's. They couldn't save him. So first of all, first and foremost, fuck Voldemort. Just off Um, But also, again, like calling back to last chapter, this is, this is the news that Tonks had. And, like, found out about it. It wasn't in the Daily Prophet at that time. But, like, she found out about it. And then she went to Dumbledore to make sure it wasn't Remus. Or to, like, ask. I don't know. that Dumb- I mean, Dumbledore. To make sure that Remus wasn't, wasn't the one that attacked him. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because that um, would really mess Remus up forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there are a lot of parallels. the vicinity of that would fuck Remus up forever. Yeah. I mean, and, like, there are parallels, <laughs> though. Because, like, he was yeah, bitten at five. Was that age, five um, and it was for... I mean, it was for offending Fenrir versus, like, refusing to help Death Eaters, but it's still a very similar kind of um, situation. So, 
yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and then Harry is surprised because he um, didn't know that werewolves killed. Um, and Ron's like, I've heard of it happening when the werewolf gets carried away. Um, and the rumor is that it was Fedora Greyback. Um, and so Harry's like, I knew it. The maniac who likes attacking kids, the one Lupin told me about. And Hermione looks at him and says, Harry, you've got to get that memory. It's all about stopping Voldemort, isn't it? Those These dreadful things that are happening are all down to him, which is exactly what we've been saying this whole time. Like, he is worried about Draco and thinks that Draco is is the is a death eater and he's doing these things and like but he's a death eater in service of a Voldemort right and like you you're being given like your role again you're not the chosen one who's gonna stop this one like like just freshly inaugurated yeah freshly inaugurated death eater inaugurated might not be the word but you know what I mean like he's it's not the role is not to get the little lowly dude who's being used to get back at his father why would that be the case Right, like can't the, see the, the forest point, for the trees. Like the point is that you are there to get Voldemort. So you getting that can't memory see the Hitler is for the much Nazis. more important getting to Voldemort than it is to Draco. Because you get to Voldemort, whatever the fuck Draco's doing will no longer matter. And he just does not like. Urgh, he doesn't get it. And it's like Portia says it sounds like attacking kids is a werewolf gang initiation, but I think it's just Fenrir. It's the same werewolf over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it's other ones too, but like they follow him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but if it is other ones, then that would be more like a gang initiation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bell rang, and so and both Hermione and Ron jumped to their feet looking terrified. You'll do fine. He told them both, good luck. And you too, said Hermione. Um, so Harry goes off to potions where he's only one of, where he's one of only three people in the class, um, which is Ernie and Draco. Um, and then Slughorn says, as we're so few, we'll do something fun. I want you all to brew me up something amusing. That sounds good, sir, said Ernie. Malfoy, on the other hand, did not crack a smile. What do you mean something amusing? Oh, surprise me, said Slughorn. Um, so they, you know, they start working but of course Harry can't help but look at Malfoy um and he says was it his imagination or did Malfoy like Tonks look thinner certainly he looked paler his skin still had that grayish tinge probably because he so rarely saw daylight these days but there was no air of smugness excitement or superiority none of the swagger he had had on the Hogwarts Express when he had boasted openly of the mission he'd been given by Voldemort so Harry is kind of coming to the conclusion that the mission was going badly whatever it was um which is not wrong, but I just I need him to stop. But there's more important fish to fry, like the fish right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I think it's interesting too that thinking about Slughorn and like bring me up something amusing, and it just like he gives me creepy vibes always. Just. Mm-hmm. Has he always given me creepy vibes, though? I don't know. He's always he's given always me creepy been vibes. Like, he's always been, like, an interesting character, but I don't know when... Well, I mean, I think it's to interesting be, like, to me because I remember... Sisterly creepy. Yeah, I mean, I think when he was first introduced, I was like, oh, like, a good Slytherin. Um, and mostly... And then, like, as I... Like, reading it a little bit... 
as I got older, because I guess I read these books the first time, or this book the first time when it first came out. So I was like maybe 11 or 12 or something. And oh so. Oh my God. Fudge you. Don't, Work off. Don't know what to tell you. But, um, like, I think for me initially, it was like, cool, one that doesn't look like a hag or like he could be mm-hmm. a vampire. You know what I mean? He's not straight up twirl your mustache evil. Um, but I also, but that was like reading the first chapter when he's, uh, yeah. introduced. And then as like the book kind of came going along, I'm like, this is gross. Like he shouldn't be doing this. Um, but like as, as I get older and keep reading it more and more, he just is like, it's, it's just like more creepy and like more gross and it just shouldn't. I'm wondering if that's on purpose. Like, I mean, I think in some ways, yes. Just because like, it was, I mean, I guess because using people is always going to be creepy and gross. Like it should, it should always make you feel icky in a way, but I don't know why it's been like, this guy shouldn't be around kids. Dangerous. Like, yeah, I mean, you definitely get those vibes. Yeah. Vibe on, Slughorn. Vibe on. Yikes. So Harry decides to create an elixir to induce euphoria, um, thinking that if he does it well, he can persuade Slughorn to taste some. Um, well, this, well, now this looks absolutely wonderful, said Slughorn an hour and a half later. Euphoria, I take it. And what's that I smell? You've added a sprig of peppermint, haven't you? Unorthodox. But what a stroke of inspiration, Harry. Of course. That, um, that would tend to the counterbalance, the occasional effects of excessive singing and nose tweaking. I really don't know where you get these brain waves, my boy, unless, and Harry pushed his book deeper into the bag, it's just your mother's genes coming out in you, which is like the ghetto. I just, (laughs) I can't. But also I wonder, like, I wonder, so this is their sixth year. Mm -hmm. I guess Snape and Lily are not speaking by this time. Because I'm like, I wonder if like some of this wasn't, like Lily helping Snape with her with his homework and him writing notes into his book. I think it could be, like, but they're not. Yeah, they're not friends. They're at not. This they're, point. not they're not friends at this point. Next year. Yeah. Unless back in Snape's day, they were using the book for more than more just, advanced. Yeah. True. The education, like funding for wizarding education, has really drastically been cut. Yeah. They have to pay for all these expensive the dark arts teachers. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Voldemort man coming for the coming for the kids. Um. So Ernie was re- looking rather grumpy because he determined to outshine Harry. He had most rashly invented his own potion, um, which had curdled and formed into a kind of purple dumpling at the bottom of his cauldron. Um, Harry or Malfoy was already packing up, sour faced. Slughorn had pronounced his hiccuping solution merely passable. And then Harry turns and, you know, they're every, Ernie and Malfoy leave because they're annoyed. And Harry um, starts to talk to Slughorn, but Slughorn realizes that they're alone and hurries off as fast as he can. And so disappointed, Harry empties his cauldron, packs his thing and leaves the dungeon. Um, and then Ron and Hermione return later. Uh, Hermione passed. And then Ron failed because he um, left half an eyebrow behind. Which seems painful, but also, I mean, you know. It doesn't actually seem that painful. Not painful, I but no like. Eyebrows, so. Well, not painful, painful, because like, it's, it just seems like a extreme wax. Mm-hmm. Like, or like but plucking, never, maybe. 
<clears throat> I never thought it hurt the leaving. It's like when you re app when you reappear. You disapparate and you apparate, right? Yeah. So well, I think when it's you, when you're disapparating. If you're leaving it behind, I think it would hurt because that would, it's getting left, so that would like rip it off. I mean, eyebrow again yeah, is like saw, less. I always thought of it more as like of like um, the transporter beam and and uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you're like breaking up into particles, and then when you re particleize or whatever. That's when it would hurt because then you'd be like, holy shit, the thing that I left with isn't with yeah, me. Yeah, but I don't think that's the sensation that they get because Harry so, doesn't get a sensation of being like broken apart. He gets it of being like stuffed through a tube. So he's all together in that tube. It's, I think it's a different kind of um, sensation. Yeah, or like process, if that makes sense. It feels more like they're no being eyebrows, like. So I wouldn't even and... be able to notice if they were ripped apart off. <laughs> It wouldn't affect me not one bit. No, but it would, I think, I mean, it, uh, like, of, of the things that you could splinch, like, it's not, it'll probably sting, you know? Versus, yeah. like. It's not your arm. Or your, or your leg. leg, you know what I mean? Like, that, that shit would hurt, so. Or ending up stuck in a wall. Mm-hmm. And dying. Yikes. This shit seems dangerous for no reason. I'm getting, like, stuck I in a wall that reminds me mass. of Kindred, and if you yeah. haven't read that book yeah, read that book but um but also that's what don't. that reminded me of i need to reread it soon um okay so harry's like it's cool well you know we can take it together um and ron is like yeah i suppose but half an eyebrow like that matters um and they spent most of their dinner abusing the apparition examiner and ron looked fractionally more cheerful by the time they set off back to the common room and then so Ron's like, are you going to use the Felix Felicis? Um, and then Harry's like, yeah, I don't reckon I'll need all of it. Not 12 hours worth. Um, so I'll take just a mouthful. Two or three hours should do it. And then Ron's over here reminiscing and they're like, but you've never actually taken it, bro. So calm down. <laughs> um, and so uh, Harry goes up and, and he takes the he takes a gulp of the Felix Felicis. Um, slowly but surely an exhilarating sense of infinite opportunity stole through him. He felt as though he could have done anything, anything at all, and getting the memory from Slughorn seemed suddenly not only possible, but positively easy. So I think, too, like, part of it is it's listening, because we'll see, like, what ends up happening. Is he, like, it's listening to his intuition, but it's also knowing that what you're going to do is going to work versus yeah. versus it just happening upon you. So I think yeah. that, like, if you intentionally go about, like, Harry, in order for Harry to be like, oh, Dean and Jenny broke up because I took this thing... Like, he would have to, like, I think some of those things are side effects, but I think that he would have to, like, actively actively go and break them up. Like, go and be like, oh, I know if I kiss Jenny, she'll be down. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and then Gina, and then Dina walk in on me and it'll be like, oops. That'll be the end of that. Oops. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you do have to like actively have a goal, but you just, or you don't, or you just are like, I want to have a good day. So I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to just walk around and have a good day. Maybe Ice Cube took Felix Phyllis that one time. That'd be cool. Oh, well, the Felix Phyllis theme song. It is. It is. Harry Potter's a pimp. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> wow! Don't 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 
Yeah, this is uh, the theme song of this chapter. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I just, I think it's, I, I think it's less, I think it's, it's like, more. Except, it's like July something 1992. What are you talking about? Was this a good day? Oh. Someone did the math and figured out what the good day oh, was. Oh yeah, I it was like July can't remember exactly. 1992. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Portia says, since Harry has a high EQ, it'd be interesting to see Felix work on someone else. Um, maybe Hermione like or Percy Ron. who rely on books um, for advice. Yeah, I think it would, I think it would be interesting to see like what, yeah, how because I think a lot of what ends up happening is Harry kind of gets he has this intuition on how to work and it's things I think it's like I think what it probably does is kind of heightens your senses because this ends up being very easy and partly because I mean we're gonna read it but like partly because the Felix Felicis nudges him but also it's like it heightens things that he already has it's just getting him in the position for them to happen. That- if yes. that makes sense. I think, like, this is something that I always think about Dumbledore. It's like, Dumbledore is so old and wise. He just has very strong intuition that he knows to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is probably, like, what Dumbledore feels like um, most of the time. And that's why he seems so omniscient, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just because he's like, no, I feel like, I feel like this is the right thing to do and I'm going to do this. And, like, having the confidence in that. Yeah. Is what makes him seem so. I mean, as we see with um, with Ron, like he didn't take it, but the confidence was part of it, for sure. It's just like knowing that it's gonna work, and then it works. Yeah. Okay. One second. Um, okay. okay, cool. So then, so then Harry says, excellent, really excellent, right. I'm going down to Hagrid's. What? Said Ron and Hermione together. No, Harry, you've got to go and see Slughorn, remember? Said Hermione. No, said Harry confidently. I'm going to Hagrid's. I've got a good feeling about going to Hagrid's. You've got a good feeling about burying a giant spider? Yeah, said Harry. I feel like it's the place to be tonight, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> They're like, Ron and Hermione, you're like, I'm very confused. This is Felix Felicis, I suppose, said Hermione anxiously. You haven't been given, you haven't been, got another bo- little bottle full of, I don't know, essence of insanity, suggested Ron. Um, Harry laughed. Ron and Hermione looked even more alarmed. Trust me, he said, I know what I'm doing, or at least Felix does. So he pulls on the invisibility cloak, sets off down the stairs, Ron and Hermione hurrying along behind him. At the foot of the stairs, Harry slid through the open door. What were you doing up there with her? Shrieked Lavender Brown, which is the most awkward. Oh my God. How are you going to come out your dorm room with another girl? Yikes. Like, I know, like, Harry was there, and obviously she can't see him, but like, whoo, boy, optics. <laughs> it's like, it's not a good look. Man, man, oh man. Where is what Olivia? What happened was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ugh. What happened? No, see, girl, like you don't understand. Like I just had no, an itch, mm-mm. right? No itching. Like no. I had like this itch, no, and then like Hermione nope. was there, and I asked her like, 
do you think this is a bug bite or and like I couldn't see it? You know what I mean, girl? No, girl, see, girl. It's just it's like girl, we're friends girl. and we were studying together because you can't like that's one of those hard things where you can't like you have to lie because you can't be like oh well Harry's in the invisibility cloak and he's going down to see Hagrid <laughs> like can't do that. That's nope, can't not do that. work. So. Awkward. But also, like, in in terms of toxic masculinity. Oh, I Ron mean, he's like just, a, yeah, like a player. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. But also, like, he just needed to break up with Lavender much sooner. Because the whole, like, poisoning thing, like, this is, this Way is earlier. like, June. So it's been three yeah. months that they've been dating, but, like, Ron has clearly not been feeling it. He hasn't been feeling it since Christmas, Well, like, since right? Christmas, so... but he's been, like, but between that and the poisoning, he at least was, like, still, like, hanging out with her, and they were still making out, at least. And then yeah. after the poisoning, then that's when he was, like, really not hanging out with her, and I just feel like you had three months at least, six months no at time. most, where you were not feeling this girl, and you could have just, you just, yeah. Done the right thing. Just my God, my God. Um. So Harry hears Ron spluttering behind him as he darts across the room. Um, he gets through the portrait hole, which was easy because as he approached, um, Jenny and Dean came through it, and Harry was able to slip between them. As he did so, he brushed accidentally against Jenny. Don't push me, please, Dean. She said, sounding annoyed. You're always doing that. I can get through perfectly well on my own. I'm like, why are you mad? Because he's a gentleman. Like, he's just trying to make sure you don't trip over the portrait, like, or the poster hole. He's just trying to make sure you good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm you don't want that. It's cool. It's cool. I, it's fine. I used to be one of those girls... Like my dad. Would I mean, I get that. Like, like I, I get like my grandfather that. sometimes tries like tries to help me into cars, and I'm always just like, you don't have to do that. Like sometimes I feel like it's a little bit much, but mostly just because. That's your grandfather. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, you're a like a good Ops. at least six. Mm, how old is he? Like fifty years older than me. He's much He's older than way me, older than right? you. And I'm just like, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know that I'm bigger than him. He shrunk a little bit. We're about the same size. But I'm just like, that doesn't seem necessary. But if he wanted to open a door for me, or, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, like, fine. I don't mind that, you know? Um, and I feel like Dean is just trying to be polite. But Jenny does come from, Jenny comes from a bunch of brothers and any sign of weakness. Well, I think it's that. I think it's also probably a thing that thing. Dean started doing when they first dated and she thought it was sweet. And then she started being like, our, you know, some of those things that, or... Yeah. Or she thought it was kind of annoying, but because she liked him, she let it go. And then as you kind of start getting irritated with people and don't longer want to be with them, then you just are like, you know what? And another thing you do that gets on my nerves is... <laughs> and so I'm sure it's like partly that too. Why is this a podcast <laughs> not visual? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. It, it seems like girl chill, but also she doesn't like him anymore and that happens. Dean and Dean and Jenny like honestly felt like they kind of just fell apart. You know what I mean? Just like gradually, just how some relations happen versus like apart. Ron literally could have yeah. just nipped that in the bud. 
We could have mm-hmm. we could have saved a lot of trouble and drama. Unnecessary. Um, Portia says Lavender can do better. Too bad the boys in her year are such duds. Besides Dean, besides Dean. I mean, but you know, Dean is saying? free now, Lav. Fuck the Weasleys. I'm just saying. <laughs> Get your shot. Oh, Weasley who? Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, oh wow. <laughs> she could do that though. It's a support group. Like, your whole you and your family. <laughs> Boom. And they both black. They could be just like lit. Braiding each other's hair. Being gonna get like like grease in her scalp. You know what I mean? Like just that good black relationship. No? Really want someone to like grease my scalp. Like that is like love. <laughs> You know what's I mean? you know funny? It's like, I know what you mean, only because I hate combing my hair, and if someone else could do it for me, it'd be great. It'd be perfect. Right? But like, yeah. That if, is love. If someone else would That do is it. what it's all about. That's like, what we're all searching for. I just like to not get hand cramps. For someone to help you. Yeah. Especially because I'm like committed to growing my hair out. If I wasn't committed, I'd just lock it or cut it. But I'm committed, and that takes a lot of effort and like, Effort. My arms, I need to lift some more weights. Maybe that'll help. And then you got cousins who just like are always like, I don't want to do it or you should do it this way or why don't you ever know what you want to do? And you're just like, can you just help me please? And they're just um, like, nah. Sounds like revisionist history and also a personal problem. So, um, so the portrait swung, swung closed behind Harry, but not before he had heard Dean made it, make an angry retort. Um, his feeling of elation increasing, he strode through the castle. Um, he did not have to creep along because um, he met nobody on his way. Um, and then, you know, this evening he was the luckiest person in Hogwarts. So why he was going to Hagrid's, he had no idea. It was as though the potion was illuminating a few steps of the path at a time. He could not see the final destination, could not see where Slughorn came in, but he knew he was going the right way to get that memory. Um, so he gets out of the, he gets out of the castle pretty easily because Filch forgot to lock the door and on his way, or as he, which is ridiculous, but also it's because Harry got lucky. It's really what it is. Like Filch absolutely was tripping, but Harry got lucky and Filch Filch got fired. (laughs) This is some real good stuff. Um, good, good. He's not going to get fired for forgetting to lock a door when he was previously stringing kids up by their toes. So. True story, but that was like it seemed to me like that was a part of uh, the school's whatever. Nope, don't know what that means. This dog is trying to bite my feet, my shoes. Trying to eat my shoes. Um, it used to be a part of like it was okay. True, it's like smelting. You have to stick. So you're saying he's a product of of his time. The curriculum. Yeah. Um. So just as he reached the bottom step, it occurred to him how very pleasant it would be to pass the vegetable patch on his way to Hawk on his walk to Hagrid's. It's just so funny because he's like, it's like it's not after hours and he's under an invisibility cloak. He's just like, oh, I mean, I'll just take a stroll. <laughs> like, this will be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like, what? So he goes. You know what? I don't do enough. Just, you know. True. Really yeah. appreciate you know, the vegetable. On a night like this. On my way to a spider funeral. Just, you know. Sometimes you gotta, you know, 
mm-hmm. the little things. Um, so he goes through the vegetable patch where he was pleased, but not altogether surprised to find Professor Slughorn in conversation with Professor Smart with Professor Sprout. Um, and Slughorn is thanking Sprout for giving him some cuttings of, um, whoops, for of like a plant that'll help with potion making later. Um, and so Professor Sprout heads off toward her greenhouses while Slughorn um, started walking toward Harry. Seized with the immediate desire to reveal himself, Harry pulled off his cloak with a flourish. Good evening, Professor. <laughs> Merlin's beard, Harry. You made me jump. How did you get out of the castle? I think Filch must have forgotten to lock the door, said Harry cheerfully. I'll be, I'll be reporting that man. He's more concerned about litter than proper security, if you ask me. But why are you out here, Harry? Well, sir, it's Hagrid. Um, he's pretty upset, but you won't tell anyone, Professor. I don't want trouble for him. Well, I can't promise that, said Slughorn, but I know Dumbledore trusts Hagrid to a hilt, so I'm sure he can't be up to anything very dreadful, hmm, you would think. Um, well, it's this giant spider and he's had it for years. It lived in the forest. It could talk and everything. I heard rumors there were acromantulas in the forest, said Slughorn. It's true, then? Yes, said Harry, but this one, Aragog, the first one Hagrid ever got, it died last night. He's devastated. He wants company while he buries it, and I said I'd go. Um, so I'm interesting, I'm interested in, I'm like curious about, so Hagrid got expelled for the chamber, for opening the Chamber of Secrets, allegedly, um, and they found them, they found Aragog and like they, it was assumed that Aragog was the monster that was killing people. And so Slughorn was professor back then. So I think I'm like curious about like whether he, I guess clearly he hasn't made that connection. But it's just interesting to me that that is is like a thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they probably were just like, all right, you this thing can't live in the castle, go set it loose in the forest. Well yeah, but I think it's interesting that Slughorn is like, I heard rumors that there were acromantulas in the forest where when like I'm pretty sure Hagrid introduced the acromantulas to the forest by way of Hogwarts. Yeah, but maybe, like, he didn't know yeah. if it still survive. you know what I mean? Like, it's one, it's sure. one acrobatula. Um, like, also, the other thing I was going to say, oh, just a thing that, like, we talk a lot about, like, this book and it getting on our nerves, and at least for, for me, it's mostly the characters getting on my nerves, but one of the things I do like about this book a lot is that is, are all the connections to Chamber of Secrets. Um, and I feel like it'd be interesting to like, yeah. I don't know how one would do this, but like read them side, yeah, or like side by side or like in tandem or I don't know. I just think it, I like, there's a lot of callbacks. So like, yeah, it's, but it's like, there's a lot of callbacks. So like the, the diary, obviously most literally with the, um, the Horcruxes and stuff, which I think will be next chapter. Um, but then also like Aragog coming back and like, we're seeing more school, Tom and like so there's just certain things that feel or that are just like connections to this book that like you know before I read this before I read Half-Blood Prince Chamber of Secrets was the book that I read the least um and so and I just kind of wrote it off as like a Sorcerer's Stone clone with that rhymes um but then like reading yeah. but then reading this book especially the first time once I started seeing the connections and then when they dropped the diary as a horcrux I was like what like hold up this shit is lit like you know what i mean like it was, a, it was like an, okay what? um 
so yeah, so that was just like a thing I wanted to bring up. I also think it's really cute that um cute. I don't think cute is the right word. But like I was saying how when we started reading Chamber of Secrets again, I was mm-hmm. like, this book is terrifying. Um and got like a new uh perspective or yeah. appreciation, I guess, for it. But yeah, I was like it, I think it's it's it is not the right word. It's something that it's like kind of built in as well. Like when you get to this, when you get to Half Blood Prince, you look back at Chamber of Secrets, and then you're like, I want to reread mm-hmm. this book, all the series all over again. Everything connects, and it's similar in the ways in which like reading Prisoner of Azkaban when you figure out like who Pettigrew really is, right? And, like, scab that scabbers this whole time. We just been seeing him, yeah, this whole time. No idea. Um, so I think it's cool that like she has these like it kind of it's written into the way the series is written that you want to like go back and reread and figure out more things and you know like all of the Easter eggs or um, callbacks or or foreshadowings you know that you want to like like the other books make you <clears throat> want to like relive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The books totally. that came before. Touching, touching, said Slughorn. But Acromantula venom is very valuable. If the beast only just died, it might not yet have dried out. Of course, I wouldn't want to do anything insensitive if Hagrid is upset. But if there was any way to procure some, I mean, it's almost impossible to get venom from an Acromantula while it's alive. Which is like, gross. It's gross. Like. But hey. Like, I just. This is how people are, though. Like, if you think about, like, the stuff that people were saying, like, people, whenever there's a celebrity death, you know what I mean? Like, think about, immediately yeah. the things that people it's come up with. Like, the whole Tevin Campbell, Franklin like, situation. whatever yeah. happened because Aretha Franklin died. Like, what, can we Yeah, before we start talking about For foolishness. a second? Like, yeah. Um, right. Seems awful. Not Seems... An awful waste not to collect it. Might get a hundred gallons a pint. To be frank, my salary is not large. Um, and it's just like, word, bro. Like, okay. Um, and then Harry, obviously, because he's like, oh, I see what's going on. That's that's what it is. That's it. That's um, my end. So again, like, this isn't like Harry being like, hey, professor, as soon as he sees him, can you give me that memory? And Slughorn being like, yep, here you go. Like, he still has to finesse. Like, he still has to do things to get to that point. Um, and he's getting the nudge to be like, okay, invite him to Hagrid's. Okay, like, let him do this thing. And then we can mm-hmm. talk about the, yeah. Yeah. And we can build. There's a, there's a vision here. There's a vision. Um, well, if you want to come, Professor, Hagrid would probably be very pleased. Give Aragog a better send-off, you know? Yes, of course, it's Slughorn. I tell you what, Harry, I'll meet you down there with a bottle or two. We'll drink to the poor beasts. Well, not health, but we'll send it off in style anyway once it's buried. And I'll change my tie. This one's a little exuberant for the occasion. Um, so he goes back to the castle and Harry goes to Hagrid. Um, you came, he, he croaked. Yeah, Ron and Hermione couldn't, though, said Harry. Don't matter. He'd have been touched. You're here, though, Harry. I'm like, must be two Aragogs. Because <laughs> whom? Must be. 
a snack. The air dog was like, you looking <laughs> like some food. Like. And man, my pride won't let me, but my kids can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get down on this. I hear chosen one is delicious. Especially if it's well seasoned. Well seasoned. Um <laughs> He is he's so good. He's no, yeah. Let's cut that one. That's let's not do that. We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> um let's not do that at all. Portia says, look at Harry getting a professor to be his chaperone outside the castle, which is like, you know, again, finessing. Um so Hagrid gave a great sob. Um, he had made himself a black armband out of what it looked like a rag dipped in boot polish, um, and his eyes were puffy, red, and swollen. Where are we burying him? Harry asked. The forest? Blimey, no, said Hagrid. The other spiders won't let me anywhere near their webs now Aragog's gone. Turns out, it was only on his orders they didn't eat me. Can you believe that, Harry? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um... That's crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. They wanted you know, to eat I, you. Would have never, wild. never guessed. Never. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real world. <laughs> Portia says Aragorn would have been touched. The Hagrid brought a feast to his repast. Exactly. Exactly. Um. <laughs> never been an area of the forest I couldn't go before. Said Hagrid. It wasn't easy getting Aragorn's body out of there. I can tell you, it's usually, they usually eat their Dead Sea, but I wanted to give him a nice burial, a proper send-off. So again, it's like, there's this cultural disconnect, and it reminds me of the centaurs. It reminds me of the centaurs, where Hagrid has, and and it's interesting, because Hagrid is in Iraq, he knows the forest better than any other, like, human in Hogwarts, um, and has had these relationships with these people, but then the minute they do something that he doesn't deem correct, based on his own cultural understanding um, and practices then he thinks that it's backwards and he, like, disregards them. So it's the same with the centaurs and how they treated Ferenz, which is like, yeah, you saved his life, but also, like, you're butting in in a place where it might not be your business. And, like, I'm not condoning murder, obviously, but I'm, but, and, like, in that way it feels kind of extreme, but it just, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just like a, it's a disconnect where he's not really respecting their, what they, what they, how yeah, they like, can, yeah, what they do. And I think it's also like a really interesting thing because if you're supposed to be interested in these creatures and learning about them, then you would be interested and you hopefully be respectful about mm-hmm. how that how they live their life, right? You want to kind of know more, you're trying to learn more about their culture. Um Right. And how things work within their society. That should be the goal. But as soon as, like you said, as soon as it doesn't conform to how things, he he feels that things should work. And not just him, you know, um, looking at the way that, like, mm-hmm. Umbridge came at the centaurs and, like, all that other stuff. Like, it's everyone. And that's also yeah. informs how they yeah. feel about them. Um, and, yeah, and it's just, so. it's... It's obviously, like, a societal thing. Like, it's not, again, like you said, it's not just Hagrid. It's just because Hagrid is the one who interacts with these creatures the most. Like, that's what we get. But we'll see with the goblins that, like, wizards don't really regard their culture and and practices. They know what they are, but they still just, like, ignore them. So, yeah. For their own kind of game. Yeah. Um... 
Cool. So then Harry tells Hagrid that Professor Slughorn is coming um, and to pay his respects. And Hagrid's like, that's nice of him. Um, and not turning you in either. I've never really had a lot to do with Horace Slughorn before. Um, coming to see old Aragog off, though. Well, he'd have liked that Aragog would. Like, no. No. More more for him. You would have liked Tasty. to eat him. Um, right. So Harry asks where... Or Harry's like, we're going to bury him in your garden, Hagrid? Just beyond the pumpkin patch, I thought, said Hagrid. I already dug the, you know, grave. Just thought we'd say a few nice things over him. Happy memories, you know. Where? Where are these memories? He, like, he literally, like, honestly, it's, it's, like, I understand Hagrid wanting Harry to be there, you know, to help him through the time, but, like, what memory is Harry gonna have other than that, remember that time he tried to eat me, Aragog? Good times. So sad. Ha ha. Ha ha. Got away, though. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh, you always laugh about that time. You suck your... Children, mm-hmm. hilarious, and that my was, friend. That was great when we were children. But it's just, yeah, it's just, it's such a jokester that Aragog. Weird. Um. So then Slughorn comes and he's like, "I'm so very sorry to hear for your loss. That's nice of you," said Hagrid. Thanks a lot. Um. So they go, they go out into the into the uh garden. Uh, magnificent, said Slughorn as they approach the spider's head. Um, Harry thought he heard the tinkle of bottles as Slughorn bit over the pincers, apparently examining the enormous hairy head. It's not everyone appreciates how beautiful they are, said Hagrid. I didn't know you were interested in creatures like Aragog, Horace. Interested? My dear Hagrid, I revere them. And I'm just like, please, tone it down. It's not untrue. It's not. I mean, it's not untrue. He reveres them for, you know, what they can do to his... Um, Harry saw the glint of a bottle disappear beneath his cloak, though Hagrid, mopping his eyes once more, noticed nothing. Now, shall we proceed to the burial? Um, Hagrid... So they... uh, Hagrid pushes Aragog into the grave and then starts to cry again. Of course, it's difficult for you who knew him best, said Slughorn. Why don't I say a few words? Um, And then he goes, Farewell, Aragog, king of arachnids, where long and faithful friendship those who knew you won't forget... Um, though your body will decay, your spirit lingers on in the quiet web-spun places of your forest home. May your many-eyed descendants ever flourish and your human friends find solace for the loss they have sustained. I'm like, okay. That's, that's a bar. Poor Slughorn is a bullshit. But it's, it is bullshit. It bars. is. That's. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, that's like some, like, Hall of Fame bullshit. Inspired. Like, that's, a, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Inspired. Um, <laughs> take notes yeah kids. yeah learn um uh that was beautiful howard haggard there there said slughorn um and then he uses his wand to cover the grave let's get inside and have a drink um so i've used i've had it mm, i've had it all tested for poison he assured harry had a house elf taste every bottle after what happened to your poor friend rupert how about no How about let's not? Like, I just, I, and Harry, like, thinks of Hermione, but then doesn't say anything, and like, sure. Or, or doesn't even think to say anything. Thinks to never tell her about it. But, like, just, what? Like, it's just, it's so interesting, like, the, you know, again, like, when we first were introduced to 
house elves. It was like Dobby. And like he's working for the Malfoys who are very clearly evil. So clearly it's bad. But then we just, it's like every time you see how ingrained this like system is and then the book and Harry don't question it or don't think about it and don't think to do anything. And then you're just like, you're just letting you see this. And like, yeah, it's great for world building, except then it's not acknowledged. So then it's like, oh, you're condoning that shit. And it's disgusting, and I hate it. Terrible. Want all the house elves to like run out of the pages of this book and go live somewhere in the forest happily without people, where they're treated with respect and kinship. Good. (laughs) Treat. They can treat themselves with respect and and decency, and not even care about. Like, it's not even. He says it so matter-of-factly, and then Harry's like, wow, mm-hmm. cruel world, onto what I need to do. Like, that's it. And it's just... It's just... It's just a no. It is Strong just... no. Yeah. It's a no. A no yeah. from all of us. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, oh, I do want to point out, though, it's like in the same sentence, so it's hard. Um, but, like, the Rupert thing is, like, a cute little Easter egg, because mm-hmm. he plays Ron. But um, Ha ha. Okay. Um, uh, so then Slughorn pours, uh, them all drinks and says to Aragog, Harry, um, knows that he can't drink, uh, so he pretended to take a gulp and then set his mug on the table. I had him from an egg, you know, said Hagrid. So he starts kind of, like, reminiscing, basically. Um, And then Slughorn is not listening. He looks up and sees unicorn hair. And Hagrid's, like, gets pulled out of their tails. They they catch it on branches and stuff. But my dear chap, do you know how much that's worth? I use it for binding on bandages and stuff if a creature gets injured, said Hagrid. It's dead useful. Very strong, see? Um, And so then Slughorn starts to kind of, like, look around um, to see... Basically, he's like, like what else you got in here that might, you know, sustain my lifestyle? Um, Um, And so then the Felix gave Harry a little nudge and Harry, he noticed that the drinks were getting low. So he did his refilling charm um, non-verbally because the the, uh, Felix Felicis is like, of course you can say non-verbal spells now. It's your night. Do you? Today's a good day. Um, while Hagrid and Slughorn now swap tales of illegal trade in dragon eggs, because of course they have that in common. Um, <laughs> and then they start making extravagant. It's, it is. These are, they are this professors. This is a school. Um, and then an hour after an hour, um, they start making extravagant toasts to Hogwarts, to Dumbledore, to Elf Made Wine, and to Harry Potter. Yes, indeed, cried Slughorn. Perry Otter, the chosen boy who. Well, something of that sort. Um, and then and then Hagrid soon Harry becomes Otter. tearful again, presses the whole unicorn tail upon Slughorn, who pocketed it with cries of, to friendship, to generosity, to ten galleons of hair. So they're like, drunk, drunk. Like, they're gone. It's lit. It's, this is a party yeah, I'd like it's to what it to, is. Um, then they I'm start... Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot Absolutely. of tea's been... But spilled. Harry's not paying attention, because he's... One track mind who's not picking up what they're overflowing with. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was at that party, 
Um, Porsche says, of course, illegal trade flourishes where there's low salaries, which is a word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pay teachers what they're worth, except for Slugbird. Don't pay him. He's he good. He good. So then they start singing a slow and sad song about a dying wizard called Odo. Uh, the good die, are the good die young, muttered Hagrid, while Slughorn continued to warble the refrain. Me dad was no age to go, nor were your mom and dad, Harry. Um, then Hagrid starts crying again. Best whiz and witcher to their age. I, have, I never knew. Terrible thing. Terrible thing. And Odo, the hero, they bore him back home to the place that he'd known as a lad, saying... Uh, Slughorn plaintively. They laid him to rest with the hat inside out, and his wand snapped in two, which was sad. They actually sing this in the movie. And it always makes me laugh. Yeah. They do? They do, like, it's Slughorn and Haggard, and they're, like, in the thing, and they're like, and his wand snapped in two, which was sad. It was a thing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, haven't you seen that movie, like, one time, though? So that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I definitely did not oh, get it sense. the first time I watched it. it. Like, at all. It had to have been a time that I had just finished reading this. <coughs> um, actually, no. I think I heard the lyric and I thought it was funny, so I retained it. And then I reread the book and was like, oh, got you. That's what happened. Um, okay. Terrible, Haggard grunted, and then he falls asleep. Sorry, said Slughorn. Can't carry a tune to save my life. Harry wasn't talking about your singing, said Harry. Um, he was talking about my mum and dad dying. Oh, said Slughorn. Oh dear, yes, that was was terrible indeed. Terrible, terrible. Um, then he asks if Harry remembered it, and Harry's like, nah, I was only one. Um, and then he said, but I found out pretty much what happened since. My dad died first, did you know that? I, I didn't, said Slughorn. Yeah, Voldemort murdered him and then stepped over his body toward my mum. Like, he's just like, going in which in i mean okay um he, he told her to get out of the way said harry remorselessly he told me she didn't needn't had died um he only wanted me she could have run oh dear breathed slughorn she could have she didn't that's awful it is isn't it said harry but she didn't move dad was already dead but she didn't want me to go too um she tried to plead with voldemort but he just laughed that's enough, said Slughorn. Really, my dear boy, enough. I'm an old man. I don't need to hear. I don't want to hear. And like, except it happened to Harry. Like, like you. And like, I get it, right? Like, some things are triggering. Right? And so sometimes, like, even if it didn't happen to you and it's not your, like, specific thing, like, that is a real situation. But I think that, like, maybe just remember you're talking to the person who this happened to. Um, who it happened to? Who is, like, trusting you to relive this it's thing? It's a little and bit it, manipulative. And I know Felix. But, like, in Slughorn's, like, to Slughorn, Slughorn doesn't yeah. know he took Felix, right? So it seems like, oh, my student who I've been praising and, and favoring all year has now. And, like, and there's something to be said like, about, like, chose. people kind of dumping things on teachers or people who they see as mentors without thinking of their own, right? of, like, their kind of mental well-being, um, and emotional well-being, so, like, there is that, but I think that Slughorn is not thinking in that way. He's just thinking, like, I don't want to hear that thing. But it's also just, like, how you do it. So, like, there is a way, because I've 
struggled with this because I'm a like dangerously empathetic person, I guess, where like ev- like other people's things affect me physically and emotionally. Like hearing about your heartbreak mm-hmm. makes my heart break. It's not like a, oh, that's a sad story. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that, you know? So <clears throat> it's something that I struggle with. But like I a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times when that's happening, you have to like figure out the good, a good way to be like, okay, stop. You're not gonna be like, right. that's enough. <laughs> While someone's pouring, I'm an old man. You, you can be like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to yeah. hear this. Like, I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah. Like, um, let's talk about like the bright. Like, let's remember the good things yeah. that they did. You know what I mean? Let's not yeah. dwell on their last moment. Um. Like, just figure out a tactful way to he's also drunk though so let's like i will keep that in mind um precia said that she took slughorn's reaction to be upset learning the full repercussions of him assisting riddle um he probably built a wall between thinking of lily's death coming from a student he was close to which yeah i'm sure because obviously he's like has a whole lot of revisionist history going on in his head at this point so like that could also be a part of it is like separating those two events is like things that he didn't have a hand in, if that makes sense. Um, or, right. like, a connection to. And, like, I think it's important to say that, like, he may have told Voldemort about Horcruxes, but he didn't compel right. Voldemort mm-hmm. to make the Horcrux. Voldemort like, had already made a Horcrux. He walk him through the process. Slughorn didn't know that, but he'd already made one. Right. He just wanted to know if he could make more than one. Right. And so, but, like, either way, like, that action is on Voldemort. Like, the murder of Lily is on Voldemort, but it does make sense that he would feel guilty knowing, um, and probably believe that, like, that's, like, Voldemort's Mm -hmm. most high-profile murder, right? And probably might think, like, yeah, this kid is out here running around with more than one Horcrux, but sure doesn't know that there's seven of them. Right. Or eight. Um, and definitely probably thinks that, like, that was the murder in which he made yeah. his Horcrux. That's, like, the high-profile murder, and, like, obviously, <clears throat> he was doing something that made it so that the Avada Kedavra first mm-hmm. backfired on, off of the baby, right? So, like, maybe he thinks that, like, trying to make a horcrux by killing a pure soul like a baby mm. is what maybe you know what i mean but also that's like such a long time between then and that moment if that makes sense so i don't yeah yeah i don't know i don't know either way but i'm it's sure like, by that moment because that's when that's when they know like That's when the Wizarding War ends, but, like, he's he knows, like, Voldemort mm-hmm. is Tom Riddle. And so, either, like, it's just, you have a long time to kind of stew on that stuff. And, yeah. bl- and blame yourself. And I think that's also kind of, in a weird way, um, makes Slughorn more likable. Like, that he at least yeah. feels guilt- it's, like, guilt, and it's also shame about. as well, and, like, some of it is, like, yeah. 
he's afraid of how he'll be looked at. But he also no, regrets no, doing it as well. Like, it's not like the Malfoys or something yeah. where they don't regret doing it, they just act like they regret it. Like, he regrets it, but also is like, I nobody can know. So. Yeah. Yeah. The role that I played in shaping. Yeah. Um, so, I forgot, said Harry, or lied Harry. You liked her, didn't you? Liked her, said Slughorn. I don't imagine anyone who met her who wouldn't have liked her. Very brave, very funny. It was the most horrible thing. But you don't want to help her son. She gave me her life and you wouldn't give me her and you won't give me her memory. Um, so I do want to point out again, like just the first of all, Ooh. bars. Harry is manipulation in here. But also um, just thinking about Lily again and like the fact that like we've talked a lot about like we get a lot of information about James and we meet James's like childhood friends and we meet like all of these people who know a lot about him. We ought, we mostly only see Lily through Snape's eyes and Petunia. Ugh. And we get Slughorn slightly, but a lot of what Slughorn is just like, she was a great potions maker and that was pretty much it. And like, she was a nice person. Um, so it's still not like as full of a picture. Yeah. As sure. James. I mean, and we don't get, like, the fullest of pictures of James yeah, either. Of this is not their story, but we do get more of a well-rounded picture. Was, right, because we, we also get, like, dissenting... Was. Like, voices and, yeah. and like, we, you know, we do get Snape's opinion and, like, memories of James. Um, we do see him through Snape's eyes. We see him also through... Sirius's eyes and Remus's eyes and Dumbledore's eyes and Hagrid and like we get we get it through very different things um and then we like Portia says we only really see Lily through men who tend who tend to think transactionally so we get Snape who like very clearly wanted something from her um and and also like had this idea of her and not so much knew her as like the person that she was um and and similarly with Slughorn like he only knows parts of her because he he was, <laughs> and he always thinks about exactly. his students transactionally. It's like they had a lot of they have a lot of use that and I'm going in order to, to get exactly. The and then Petunia doesn't talk about yeah. Lily. Doesn't want to think about Lily. Thinks she's a freak. Like is has pretty much just owned her um, based on her own perceived kind of like slights and jealousy and all that kind of stuff. So it's like it's a lot, but also like not. Yeah. enough to really give you a full picture of who she was as a person and we get some of it slightly where like you can kind of guess some things but you can't really have a full picture of what it is and not to say that again like not to say that you can fully get a picture of who james is um through all these things but it's much more and it's closer than if we um it's closer than it's as close as we could get if well, like we'll get if he was like a real character. Like if he was like alive. Um I think maybe the closest we get with Lily is the letter that she writes to Sirius. Um maybe, but we'll get there in like a lot of time. Um Yeah. And even that is still like not so yeah. much what she was like as a child and in school. It's very much like what she was like as Harry's mother and like in wartime and like in only wartime. maybe a year or two before she passed away so or was killed but like um so it's like part of it but not all of it okay 
Um, don't say that, Slughorn whispered. It's, well, it isn't a question. If it were to help you, of course. But no purpose can be served. It can, said Harry. Dumbledore needs information. I need information. Um, he knew he was safe. Felix was telling him Slughorn would remember none of this in the morning. I am the chosen one. I have to kill him. I need that memory. You are the chosen one? Of course I am. But then, my dear boy, you're asking a great deal. You're asking me, in fact, to aid you in your attempt to destroy it. You don't want to get rid of the wizard who killed Lily Evans? Harry, of course I do, but you're scared he'll find out you'll, you helped me? Um, Slughorn said nothing. He looked terrified. So again, it's like it's complacency and complicity, but also in like being afraid and, you know, wanting to be self-preserving and not wanting to like stick your neck out for something that you could very easily, you know, like not everybody's serious black. That and also like not everybody's serious black. Like not everybody gonna die to save their friends without a question. Right? Like... But it's also, like, one of those things where you can see um, how Voldemort's rise to power, like, or just any kind of tyrant or dictator, fascist, like, rises to power is they do have help. There are Death Eaters, but then there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are not affected. Like, they are not in danger unless they put themselves in danger. Right? So, like, Slughorn, if he keeps his mouth shut and his head down, can can mm-hmm. get by in Voldemort's world. Right? So, it's self-preservation, but it's also, like, this isn't really my, fa- my fight um, because exactly. he knows that he's okay. Like, he would rather not live mm-hmm. in Voldemort's world, but he could do it. Um, he's not going to help him get there, but he's not going to stand up right. because he'll be okay. And there are people like, and that's why someone like Hermione fights so hard because she doesn't have an option. Like, she's not going Mm -hmm. to be okay in Voldemort's world. And then why people like Ron are so necessary and are heroic because, I mean, he's a Weasley, so, I mean, they're not going to be beloved. But it's like all the Weasleys, right? They don't have to do the things that they do. Like, it's what they do that makes them not beloved. Right. So. Right. Right. And that's, like, what that that is a big reason why Percy is, like, does what he does. Is like, we don't have to stick our necks out. We could be good. Like, we could live a prestigious life if we would just, you know, mm-hmm. shut up. Um, but, yeah, I think that it's, how did this episode end up with me like feeling for Slughorn did I you did it (laughs) I don't someone did it like I understand the impulse frankly I've never been in the position Mm -hmm. where I'm good I am a black woman Mm -hmm. with illness mental illness so Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna be good (laughs) um but i could see the comfort in in that you know and like in in living in your privilege i could see there there are things that like that i have privileges on that i take for granted the problem is that i can also always see Mm -hmm. what it is like to not have that privilege so it's harder for me to fully like, I don't stand by what, you know what I mean? But I could see that yeah, impulse. 
It makes sense to me. I think it's a shitty thing, but, you know, minding my business is free and safe. So that's what I'm going to do. It's basically what mm-hmm. Slughorn is thinking. Be brave like my mother, Professor, wow. landed on thick. So Slughorn raises a pudgy hand, um, presses his shaking fingers to his mouth. I'm not proud, he said. I'm ashamed of what of what that memory shows. I think I may have done great damage that day. You'd cancel out anything you did by giving me the memory. It would be a ba- very brave. Sorry, it would be a very brave and noble thing to do. So, this is such an interesting conversation because Slughorn is like very Slytherin, and Harry is very Gryffindor. And so Harry's kind of thing is like mm-hmm. be a Gryffindor. And Slughorn is like, but I'm a Slytherin though. And he's like, no, but you can do it, Professor. <laughs> be brave. Also, that's something that Raphael says to Jane like, a lot. And it's much sweeter when he says it than this particular situation. But that is another conversation for another podcast, another time. I don't go um, That's That's not a place that I go to. You should go I there. You. You, would, you would like it there. I should. You, you should go what? to Star Trek. I'm not watching any television right now, to be honest. So, except for like Queer Eye and Project Runway. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and that's only when I need my brain needs a break. I dig it. Uh, it's, yeah. My brain is a freaking I'm mad at it. chaos in there right now, so. It'll, it'll sort itself out. Anyways, um, very slowly Slughorn put his hand in his pocket and pulled out his wand. He put the other inside his cloak and took out a small empty bottle. Um, <laughs> lucky he has an, a spare. Uh, still looking into Harry's eyes, Slughorn touched the tip of his wand to his temple and withdrew it so that a long silver thread of memory came away to, um, clinging to the wand tip. Um, he put the, uh, memory in the bottle, corked it, gave it to Harry. Thank you very much, Professor. You're a good boy, said Slughorn, and you've got her eyes. Just don't think too bad of me once you've seen it. Um, which my thing is, is like, honestly, there are a lot of things that I could think that could make me think badly of you. So like this, you know, you ain't got to worry. It's fine. You good. Sort of. Not really. Exactly. This won't be why I think badly of you. Yeah. Um, so then, and then Slughorn falls asleep and that's the end of the chapter. Um, who is your MVP? Okay. I have two. No, it's fine. Two is fine. I don't mind two occasionally. I give it. I just want to, like, I'm not yelling it at you, but I'm just saying it to everyone. I just don't want things that are, like, not quantifiable. If you can say, I got these three very specific MVPs, like, don't do it all the time. But if one time you don't know is a tie and it's three very specific and not just, like, everyone except for these two people or, like, everyone except for those who do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, can't do that. Don't concept. Don't know what that is. I bench, I oh, bench love. unfortunate. <laughs> um, so I, um, okay. Hermione is my MVP for just kind of being not swayed and not just mm-hmm. for focus. It's the same thing as last year or last week, last year. Um, just being very focused and, and, and trying to keep, Ron and her, Harry, but especially Harry, very focused and saying, you know, this is what it's about. It's about Voldemort. Like, Dumble, like Draco and Draco's fuck shit does not matter when there's a boy, like, who is dead. 
and a family that is broken forever because of Voldemort. Like, this mm-hmm. is why you need to get that memory. You need to do this. And, um, and just, like, having that bigger picture in mind. And then Harry, um, just because I, like, it's I really true. love Drunk on Felix Harry. Like, he, one, it gave him focus, but it also, like, um, Got another squeaker. Um, Merc and her toys. It gave, like, Harry on Felix gave him focus, but he was funny. It was, like, the best. It brought out all of the things about Harry that I really love and enjoy. Like, his EQ was strong. His listening to his intuition. He was kind. He, um, you know, stood up for his beliefs. He pushed Mm -hmm. Bughorn, like, pretty hard, you know. Like, you're not going to do this for her son. Like, this is a, like, this yeah. is how you can, like, be brave. You know what I mean? But he was, yeah. but he was still kind in, in that and gentle when he, mostly gentle. Um, I had a hard time this chapter because when I finished, I wrote Harry and then I crossed it off. And then I was like, Harry? Hermione? Like, who? I don't. And part of it, right, is that my initial reaction was Harry. But then I was like, but this is technically the Felix Phyllis's. But, like. Felix Phyllis was given to him by Slughorn but like I'm not gonna make Slughorn the MVP because like nah gross but then really he only got it because he was cheating and like he you know what I mean and then it was and then it was oh, Snape, Snape and I was like well nah Snape can't do that but also like so then I backtracked a little bit because I was like no hell nah <laughs> we ain't finna this is not happening on this here podcast <laughs> it's not I refuse but Snape what I did take MVP? right is that Harry got all the, got, even got the Felix Phyllis in the first place because he was um, doing wrong to Hermione. Or he wasn't doing wrong to Hermione, but like his him using that book and um, was kind of like making it so Harry, so that Hermione is not as appreciated. And this is like going it way back. So it's like, you know, she didn't get the proper appreciation that she deserved back then and Harry got the Felix Phyllis. But she's the one also, for all the reasons that you said, like, in all seriousness, the reason I'm going to make her my MVP um, is because of all the things that she, she like kept him focused and was very much like, do you need to think about the long game and stop thinking about these short term things that don't matter? There are other people who can worry about that. Um, There are no prophecies around you and Malfoy. So chill out. Um, And, and so like, I think doing that and just generally being the her, you know, past her, her apparition test on the first on the because first you thing. Always make um, Hermione your MVP. Yes and no, but that's not even true. It's not. I yes, it is. I want you to go. And, no, the spreadsheet doesn't spreadsheet. say, but I could. Look, I'd have to look individually for who. And I can do that. I definitely do it I the most. I, I MVP her the you, most, but not all the time. I've even I've even I've even benched her. So let's all the time. Let's chill. Once out of no. a thousand chapters, but you, s- I don't though. That's you the thing. I actually am thinking about who um, was in it's the chapter who actually did things, and like I couldn't do Ron because he still hasn't broken up with Lavender. You know what I mean? Like I did. I was like Ron maybe, but then I was like nah, because he's still like he's help. He's he's getting there, but he's not like he's not benched, but he's not the most right. valuable player. He gave them the it Felix Phyllis. He's idea, not the most valuable very player. Important. So, yeah, yeah, he's close. He's Six almost. Man. He's almost back to where he 
was fire at some point. Um, like Chamber of Secrets, man, that was a peak Ron. That was a great Ron. Um, yeah, Portia makes Lily. Portia makes Lily her MVP for living a full life and putting it on the line when it counted the most. But she could also MVP Dean. Yeah, but or Dean. I mean, Dean. Yeah. I mean, Dean. It's an honorable the MVP of our hearts. Um, who did you bench? I benched Slughorn. Um, one for like making it this mm-hmm. difficult to get this memory. Um, I understand. Like, like I just said, I unfortunately had a moment of clear, like, understanding and sympathy for him. I don't know if sympathy is the right word. They don't think that it's the right thing to do. Like, I don't, I just understand the impulse. I guess it's understanding. Like, I think it's a shitty thing to do, but I understand Mm -hmm. why you would take the easy route. Um, but yeah, so like making it so difficult when you know what you did and you know what the stakes are and like, yes, it might hurt your reputation, but like, like Carrie said, be brave. Like, how many lilies are are you going to sacrifice so that you can keep your reputation intact? Like, does it even matter what your reputation is once Voldemort is, yeah, a lot like in charge? You know, um. So just like that sense of I can give you that you made a mistake that one time sixty years ago or whatever, but then you've been carrying or be- you've been bearing that mistake. When, like, that could have been very useful information for Auras in the first Wizarding War. Like, also, you can save your yeah, ego totally. and your reputation. Yeah, I, too, bench Slughorn um, because he could just do better. And I think that, like, he needs to take responsibility for the things that he did. And often him not taking responsibility is the thing that is kind of stalling them in getting rid of Voldemort. Um like, his refusal to acknowledge his role in that. Um, also, he's just gross, and I just need yeah. him to not be. I need him to... So gross. Chill. Just calm like, down a lot. My dude. Just just a little bit. Be a little, a little less bit gross, less. maybe? Yeah. Um, and then Slughorn... Just try. Just try. Uh, Portia bench Slughorn for being a class one creeper and serial user. So, we're all on the same page here. Same page. Same page. Um, thank We're you for listening. Page. We're all in this <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, next week we will be discussing chapter 23 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince Horcruxes. Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam, BlackGirlsCreate.org, all that. Y'all know what it is. Um... Y'all know what it is. Make sure your bitches yep. are quantifiable. We're getting close sure to the end. Um, I mean, we still have like a bit of time. We have seven more chapters. Um, but like now is probably the time for y'all to start. If you haven't been sending them in and you've been like compiling them, like make sure you have them all together. Like start getting your stuff together um, because it will soon be time for me to tally everything up. It's already starting to be tallied up. But like if you want your votes to count. Yes. November 16th, something like that. Mid-November. No, mid-November. Oh yeah. my god, really? Mid-November. November? It's like right before, it's right before Fantastic Beasts. So drops. timely. That too. 
but the it's, a, it's like after the midterms though it's not it's not early november it's like mid yeah um, it's after the midterms but so but so true. you That's already true. have your voting pants yep. on mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll be in the habit because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you will have voted right yeah if you're in america or you're off the team I don't care who you vote for. I, mean, I don't you don't care who you vote us. for, that's, but like yeah, that's your business. Need to know. That's, Just vote. That's you. that's you. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. That's all um, you. All right. Right. Bye, y'all. All right. <laughs>